This is Homeland Under Fire. I'm Josh Crowley. And I'm Eric Haney. Today, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of reopening schools. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. So Josh and I are high school students in the Austin Independent School District, or AASD. So um, this is important to us because we're kind of directly affected by what's going to happen to high schools and every school in AASD, to be honest. Um, so all we know really right now is that for the first three weeks, there's only going to be online school. And there isn't supposed to be school, like in person at the campus. But that's all we, that's the only information we've gotten from from the management at Austin ISD. Yeah, and I personally think that this is a good decision because right now, especially with the state of the coronavirus, we don't know, like, we don't know how we'd safely go back to school um, inside, like, an indoor building um, without having PPE on or, I mean, limiting time in hallways. I feel like that would be a lot of work. But at the same time, especially in high school, I mean, I've talked to my own friends and stuff, but a lot of people are worried about the, like each other's mental health. Mm-hmm, for sure. I've heard that you actually told me a statistic was like 80% of, I think it was high school girls feel lonely with coronavirus yeah. just because there's, uh-huh. there's so little outlets. That was just like the statistics for girls, yeah. but I'd assume for guys it's almost the same. Yeah, Because I... like, there's just so few outlets for us as high school students. Mm-hmm. And I saw like, that same like article I was reading... Um, boys when they're lonely they'll like tend to play more video games than what they normally do because you know boys most of us we we all play game video games and stuff but if you're going like if you're playing more than you usually do that could be a sign of loneliness yeah then i think it, it gets lonely when you start to reflect on how much you've been playing video games and you just realize you've been wasting your time yeah especially when so you, you could have like- been doing something productive yeah and that's, that's that's the thing I'm going to miss about school, because I think that 100% for the first three weeks, or really until this COVID situation gets semi-sorted out, it should be online, because a lot of kids and adults don't really know how to wear masks and just be a really stressful environment. But I think that, that not going to school is going to make a lot of students just stop caring about it. Do you feel... Because the... Oh, yeah, phys- continue. Sorry about that. Uh, I was just going to say that the physical campus makes students so much more focused. Yeah, no, I was about my question was... Do you feel like physical, like people, students are going to learn less at online school compared to physical school? Oh, 100%. Like, unless they make it authoritarian and there's just, the online school is really strict, the students are just going to get distracted because there are endless outlets on the internet, but when you're in school, like, all you can really do is pay attention. And in some classes, it's really interesting. No, uh, yeah. I think that on, and on online school, people are, are going to think that there's more interesting stuff you know, outside or elsewhere on the internet. And just not going to go to classes. I think the big problem with with doing online school is that a lot of kids who, a lot of kids don't have access to that. I know in Austin, Austin is the most segregated, has the most segregated segregated school district in the state of Texas. And we see that, Josh. Like, we go to a kind of segregated high school. Yeah, it's kind of segregated in the sense that there's like a magnet program and there's an academy program. The academy program tends to be more minorities, and the 
magnet program. I would say that the I would say that the CAD program is all minorities. I don't know if there's. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I honestly do not think there is. I think there might be one white person in the academy program. Uh, and out, just the way Austin was gentrified. Yeah, exactly. But that's that just for those people. It's going to be hard to go to school too, because mm-hmm. um, the the Wi-Fi in those areas might not be as good. Like the cellular providers and anything in that area, been, that the outlets they can use. And it's been statistically proven that minority families make less money than white mm-hmm. families, and, and if, also the coronavirus has disproportionately affected. Uh, especially in Austin, has disproportionately affected the Latino community and the African-American community. So while if we do physical school and we're going, let's say, like, um, a white person is going to school, an African-American student cannot go to school because the... They might have to work. They might have to work. And Corona, corona too, because in their area it's rampant, while in the other person's neighborhood, Corona might not be as rampant. And that's, that's due to the... You can tell by um, the economic uh, situation in like each area. Yes, and especially now that hazard or hazard pay is like in the process of being cut, and stimulus checks have have stopped coming in the mail for some families or for all families in the United States. It's just gonna get the money's gonna get tighter. And I'm assuming that in some of those communities, students might have to start working yeah. to support their families. And like, where's the time to go to school in that? Like. They could if it's online, if it's online on though, it, it will be easier. I feel like that for that sure, will, for those that's a benefit. That's a benefit of online school is that those kids who need to work for their family now they can do work and online school. They don't have to worry about a physical thing. And I don't think that's good, but I think it's a better scenario yeah, yeah, yeah. than working in physical school. And I think that um, if there was online school, it like the school district wouldn't really want it to be self-paced though. So I think that'd be a lot worse for those students because if it wasn't self-paced and there was attendance, mm-hmm. like that once again it'd just be like going to physical school without having to leave your house. I also think though that the district, I think the district can be accommodating of people's financial issues. For sure. And I think yeah, if you, especially if you report it. But another concern I want to go to—it's not really a concern, but it's just something I want to talk about—is um, UIL sports and activities. Do you think those will still occur? Uh, I think that, I, to be honest, I'm starting to kind of see those sports reforming. Like, I have friends who do soccer, and they've started talking about, or they've started practicing, and they're, they're talking, not practicing on their team, of course, but practicing amongst themselves and talking about how they might have to quit their jobs so that they can focus on soccer during the school year, because I don't do soccer, but apparently the situation's kind of clearing up. So I think that out of sport or the out of school sports or the out of school UIL sports like soccer are gonna start coming back to school or students I should say, but I think that all those school sports won't resume. So wrestling, um, sports like that are, uh, are gonna have no the UIL no place in ASD. The UI the people that run UIL in the state of Texas. They did say that football for all three A schools will start in August, and football for all four A schools will start in September. So that four, yeah, four, because you know three A, there's smaller populations, so there's less likely to have Corona, and so people are assuming that Corona is going to be better in September. So that means four A schools will definitely have a time to practice. But that's that's for football. 
that's um, and I think it applies to, to all sports. But I know in California, sure does. Yeah, Josh. and I know for in California, they actually moved football to um, the spring, like winter time, spring, like January, like December, mm-hmm. January, like that time. They're gonna move it there because it, the coronavirus Safe is so fruits. bad. It's in California. Look, in California, coronavirus is worse than it is in New York, or ever was in New York. I, and I think that. Um, or I'm not. I shouldn't say. I think that. But another important thing to consider is that some sports have already started tryouts. Like, how do you feel about volleyball, for instance, having tryouts? I feel stretch? like that's a very bad decision, especially because volleyball is an indoor sport. I'd understand if it was like baseball. I know baseball's in the spring, but let's mm-hmm. say we're doing baseball tryouts. I I understand. Okay, that can that can be people can have PPE on and they can be safe. But if you're in a tiny, I mean, we've seen the gym. Uh, where we were at our school. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's it's not a yeah, huge it's not gym. a huge gym And I'm saying for an indoor sport like volleyball. I don't feel like that's the best decision for the students the coaches and Everyone else who's in that school building because coronavirus if one person gets it They're all gonna be infected and that's just not I don't think that's a smart decision Yeah, I, th- I really think they should treat school like they're treating jobs where like if someone at a job has coronavirus, like the entire the entire business will shut down for a while to to try and fix the situation. But a school is so much bigger that it's so likely that at least one student will have it. So if they have to sh- keep shutting down the schools and cleaning and letting the students recover, I think it's just going to make the entire situation more complicated. But the- like shifting from online to in school to online. Yeah, but now I think yeah, a hundred percent agree with what you said. But I think the, one of the main questions that is that needs to be asked. You know, you need to take into account people's mental health and mm-hmm. and people's safety. And yeah, for sure. Because already people have been in their house for I think the last six months doing nothing. And teenagers our age, I don't think that's very good. I I I'm like a hundred. It's not it's healthy, not healthy for, for anyone. For anyone to be cooped up in a house like that for six for six months, so schools are having to decide between students' mental health or students' safety, and so students' well-being. Yeah, yeah. and because and because mental health involves safety. Because if you don't, if let's say like you don't, you decide not to allow students to go back to school after the end of the virtual online, you know, three weeks, then. That, that someone's safety could be in jeopardy, in like jeopardy because of their mental health. Mhm. For sure, for sure, and I think that a lot of students have been finding, or not a lot of students, but a, a significant portion of students have been finding ways to, to cope with loneliness. Like, do you get lonely? Hobbies and jobs. Um, I mean, sort of. Like, it's kind of it's not lonely as much as just stressed out because there's stuff I want to do that I can't yeah, do. Yeah, that's, hang out that's what I experienced. Like, I want to do this, and but it's I not can't. Like, it's not like pure loneliness. Like, I know I'm not alone in life. I just know it's just like in this in this time, like, I'm, everybody's like that. And so it just stresses me out a little, you know? Like, it, it's not comfortable to have a life like that. Yeah, for, for sure. And, I, think and that I, th- I get worried for my friends, too. Yeah, you know. And I also think, though, that there's solutions to going to school like if we go back to school what do you think should be in place um there'd have to be like santa like sanitizing stations at every corner in the hallways and people would have to be and not just those n95 masks or whatever they're called but like a gas mask <laughs> i guess n95 one, is effective if one kid gets it it's effective though for sure but if, if one kid gets it then everybody else in the school gets it 
and since we're in high school, some of our parents are like the older population who's kind of, you know, could get seriously injured by this this pandemic. So it's important that they don't get affected. What about the younger? Because kids from like zero to nine, they 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 get the virus. They can get infected with the virus, but they won't they won't take on the symptoms the symptoms of the virus mm-hmm. and. They, there's been studies that show that they are less likely to be affected. They will, they will not die from the coronavirus. They will not get it. Like there's such a small percentage that they actually do get it and die and get it in the first place, but they spread it just as easily as an adult will spread it. So even though yeah, that there's in some cases so it's even easier. In that case, it's it's the teacher at risk more than the students. What do you feel like in that yeah, situation? Yeah. Is that just be like should one person's life be since one person's life is at risk basically or like you know what i mean like the majority isn't at risk but like the minority is at risk like what what do you do in that situation to to be honest josh i think that's such a complicated situation that it it's really just just up to how the school wants to handle it because in my opinion it should be handled by kids going to school but with extra extra precaution yeah just that like an elder from a kid's family doesn't get sick or the teacher doesn't get sick because it's such a small majority or like a such a I shouldn't say a small majority because that doesn't make sense but it's such a small part of the population that is at risk that it it seems a little excessive to not go to school but you really got to treat that that small portion safely yeah that small that small portion that that person doesn't spread it because we we also don't want our teachers we don't want our teachers getting it yeah the teachers are like yeah, yeah. Or a teacher's families and their family's friends. Yeah. And uh, here's another big, um, like, controversy, not even controversy, just like a decision. Do you think the school should decide how peak students come back to school, or should the district decide? Uh, I think it's completely up to the... I think that the, the school or the district might decide what schools, but I don't think a definitive action for every school should be taken. Because you made the point earlier that like three A schools can start resuming football p- practice, but not the larger. Yeah, but that schools. was a, that was a district decision, and I think like like I think what you're about to say, but I think that a four A school in that district, um, if it came down to their decision and not like a district wide decision, I think that four A school would choose to practice. Yeah, yeah, and uh, t- to be honest, I think that, and with a slightly more given time, that might be appropriate action. But if it was just in instant thing for all schools to resume practice it might just get hectic yeah and, and i think districts become a little unsafe for larger schools i think districts should provide the guidelines for the schools and then based on those guidelines the schools make those big decisions like when the guidelines would be 3a uh 3a schools are allowed to practice football while 4a aren't that'd be one of the guidelines and then i think the 3a school and the 4a school should decide hey, are we actually going to go back and do that? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's yeah, how, yeah, just like how it should work. Not have a rule book, but just have plans. Now, here, kind of. here's something that I found interesting. I was reading an article in the New York Times, I think two days ago, and uh, there's an interview in the lady, an essential worker, an essential worker in the Bronx of New York City, she said that teachers need to stop saying that they're scared because everyone's scared. And she wants her autistic son to be able to go back to school because she his her son needs in person learning, and that the teacher should stop saying they're scared because she's an essential worker and everyone else is scared. For sure, I think that 
that that's a really assertive thing to say, but it's really it's it has truth to it because like everyone's scared. You're an essential worker, right? I'm all yeah. I'm also an so essential. I work at a, a grocery at a local store. Grocery exactly. Store. So should teach. Here's another big decision. So, sorry about that, but our teachers essential. Our teachers essential workers. They are because without teachers, we'd have a population so that should, that doesn't know. So then, should then if they're essential workers, should they be going back to work in like and even I mean, though their work is in person and your work's in person, like, like. You know what I mean? That's that's a big decision. I think that so at my work, it's it's treat like everyone has a mask on, and if someone doesn't have a mask, they get kicked out. And I think that if actions like that were taken at school, I think that there would be basis for a teacher to go back to school and and feel safe. But I think that if the district just has like kind of laid back guidelines, like I understand why a teacher might not feel safe in that situation. But what do you think, Josh? Like, do you think that those teachers should go back? I honestly do believe that teachers should go back with the proper um, CDC. Because the CDC uh, Center of Disease Control came out uh, with guidelines for going to school. So I think if we follow those guidelines at school, I think everyone should be okay. But at the same time, I don't want everyone going back at the same time. You know what I mean? I don't want... I think think it would be like every other day you go. And then, like, you know, like, you go Monday, Wednesday, and then... um, another Other period school Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, Thursday and then Friday's like online whatever and you see all your teachers that day yeah, yeah. I think that is a very good solution considering the, that is for the sure. scenario that we're the case that we're in right now that's for sure an appropriate action I feel like at that point I think teachers or at least most teachers maybe like a senior citizen that happened to be a teacher might not feel as safe but I think that the general population of teachers would feel more comfortable going back to school so so but but I think that they are essential workers and you know if they're needed at school just like I'm needed at a at a grocery store I think that we all have to play our part just stay safe while we do it and I yeah and honestly I think what is your best solution to this issue in your opinion like what's best well, case scenario Best case scenario would always be a vaccine, but that's yeah. Considering like that we yeah, considering that we don't have it, just, so I yeah. think that that going back to school would be a really good idea. But it ha- it have to be going back to school with like half classes, like sanitization stations, uh, masks. Um, any kid that has any symptoms, I think should should have a means of getting online school, and shouldn't just be able to not go to school. Uh, but I think that if they could do that, that school would be, like, th- that'd be an adequate solution to to go back to school and resume classes. Yeah, and um, but it's, one I think here are you, you are you finished? Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh no, I am. Okay, finished. yeah. Feel free. So, my best case scenario, considering that we don't have a vaccine, um, I think school should be taken outdoors because the coronavirus is less transmissible when you're not indoors because the air isn't circulating in the same building yeah so i think we can i think we can take school outside and teach outside everyone obviously have masks and masks on but then you wouldn't have to be you know we wouldn't have to sit in rows like six feet apart because we're outside everyone has a mask on but how do you think the, like seating situation would work? Do you think they'd just be like sit on the ground like a park kind of kind of thing? Yeah, so I think the seating situation would be I think chairs. I mean, I don't know if we can get desks out there. I mean, I think the parking lot would be a very good place to do it. I feel like especially in Texas though, it's going to be very hot. Um 
but if you're outdoors and you have a mask on, I don't think that you need to be six feet apart. I think that six feet should still be a precaution, just be extra safe, make everybody feel comfortable, but I think that it'd just be a lot, just 100% safer than, than indoors where the air is circulating and people are so close oh, yeah, to each yeah. other. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I don't know, especially at our school, if we even have the infrastructure to do something like this, like outdoors, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it'd be hard. I think it wouldn't really be, like, one place where every class is held, but it'd be, like, a teacher would say, okay, we're going to, class is going to be at this place. Um, everybody show up at this time. And there'd have to be, like, a larger gap in between classes and school, but it'd just be really complicated. Yeah. Just transportation. Oh, yeah, transportation. We even talked about that. Like, how are people going to take the buses to school? Because I know a lot of people, especially at Lhasa, rely on the buses, and the buses come from all over the district. And so that's something that is going to be, like, super expensive to do. Like, do we even have enough buses to, like, you know, keep everyone separated, um to like a point where everyone feels safe like I don't even know if that's gonna be a possibility no I think that they're just gonna have to say that wear a mask on the bus and hope that it pans out dude, well I've, I think I know no AC on <laughs> yeah, the dude. bus it's gonna be no AC and some kids have to go on really long bus rides and I think that they might not feel safe on those bus and rides and also how are you gonna regulate if people are putting their mask on or not like the bus driver is only one person and they have to focus on their job which is driving the bus they can't be you know, stopping the bus on the side of the road to check if everyone's yeah. wearing their mask. And I feel like, I think, I, if there's like students. You have to just report Yeah, kids. and I don't feel like that's good. Like, would you want, would you want someone I, something like just, that where people reporting people like. It just, it seems so excessive just having to, to get reported for maybe your mask isn't completely over your nose on the bus. But I think that, like if a student has to get to school by bus and another student's just you know, coughing everywhere <laughs> with their mask off, then, like, 100%, like, I'd want that student to get in, a, like, not in a ton of trouble, but get a warning that's, like, you won't be able to ride the bus if you don't start putting your mask yeah. on. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I actually prefer face shields, you know, like, face yeah. Shields? How do you think face shields compare to those I heard, masks? I heard like, that face shields, I heard that face shields are the same as an N95 mask. They are like same amount protection. protection. Correct. Yep. I think that it just—it's a better. If everybody had a face shield on, it'd be a so much better. So much better. Might be able to see people's faces. You could see people everybody's smile. People can easily, easily breathe yeah, you could and see stuff. Faces. Yeah. I think a face mask but is like definitely. I have this weird thing where I feel like an uncomfortable mask. Like I just feel safer in one of those uncomfortable. Really. You know, super thick fabric masks. Yeah. And sometimes those are kind of hard to talk through. So I feel like at yeah, school. And if I always had to talk through one of those, it'd just get so complicated. Yeah, and, yeah, and when you're, like, talking, too, like, all that air is just, like, circulating in that one area, and it's just disgusting. I feel like it's very unsanitary. I don't know. Like, I, obviously, I'm, I wear masks. I wear face shields, like, but I feel like it's just a real pain sometimes. So I actually have another question for you. How do you think lunch would work with nobody having face shields on I think on you'd to go home at lunch. Or- you just go home at I lunch, think, and how I long think, do you think that'd I be I think for? that's when the day would end. You go home at lunch. I think... Oh, like, you okay, go, Yeah, see, you go, see. that's the day. Like, that's the end of the day. Maybe they could just shorten yeah, classes. Yeah, no, you're going to shorten... I think that, that Yeah, they're going to shorten cl- classes, like, 45 minutes, and you, so you'll have four 45-minute classes in the morning, and then, you know, you go home. 
It just sounds like students wouldn't learn as much that way, but it just seems is that like people... I think that an hour and a half class online, a student would learn just as much in a 30-minute class Dude, in person. Dude, I'm really telling you like right now, that's how it would a hour and a half class online sounds terrible. I don't think a student I would know, learn dude. at all in a one and a half hour because class like, online. T- on or in classes, teachers have resources like if it's a if it's a history class, you know, you got a map to show. Maybe you have an artifact if you're a really cool teacher. But I think that online, if you're just like showing PDFs of maps with like watermarks on them, and that's all you're showing, it's just gonna get so boring. And if you're just reading stuff online, I it's think. Just, Kids are gonna die. It's gonna make their mental health even worse. I think it's either. I mean, I think a thirty-minute class, thirty to forty-five-minute class online is the most you can do. I think forty-five is pushing it. I think thirty is what you gotta but do. In person, in I person, think, I think a forty-five-minute in person. I think a forty-five-minute in-person class is perfect, and the thirty-minute online class is perfect because a lot of the stuff the teachers do, like online, is that they just give kids instructions and then the kids just follow yeah. them. When in person. Like we had oh, a, yeah. like when you're in person though, it's like you're going. They're giving you instructions and you're doing it at the same time, and you have that one-on-one time. We had a class in our last school year where, uh, at, towards the end, when it was just online classes, all we did was online work, and it wasn't Zoom calls or anything. It was just purely, you know, doing yeah, no, work, no. and it just got we really, just, yeah, really yeah. boring. Because like the class in school was actually kind of fun. There were projects where we would. Um, learn about just learn about different processes in class through through experiments. It was a science class. I just should put that out there, and it it made the class fun. But online, it was just the same thing over and over. Just reviewing powerpoints. And I learned so much more in the class when it was just one hundred percent in class. No, yeah, I I think I think most students uh, would agree with what you just said, Eric, and. And the work wasn't even mandatory online. It was just do it if you wanted to and then take an easy quiz at the end. Yeah. I think that it, it surely made the class easier, and, like, I liked that it was an easy class, but at the end of the day, I'm not. I'm trying to learn something, you know? Yeah, because also you don't want to feel really like you waste your time. And that's yeah. no fault to and them. You, you don't want to feel like you're wasting yeah. your time and you don't accomplish anything because a lot of people like that sense of accomplishment and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, I, I'm not always happy at, at school you know maybe I have a test and I yeah no that's everything yeah. but but that test if I'm in a class in school I know I'll have the resources to, to at least get an A on that test but online if it was a test and it was you know heavily monitored I think that I would not have the resources to to pass that test easy, mm-hmm. as yeah, easily. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think that we should be given the same test that we'd be given in person online because we're not learning the same mm-hmm. way, so the test needs to be given differently. But I don't think that's something... Wouldn't it be wouldn't fair be fair, and I, but I don't think that's something that teachers can accommodate for. And I, Yeah, they'd have to redo all their all coursework, coursework that and they I think, spent years perfecting. Yeah, exactly, and I just don't think that's something that they can accommodate. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Homeland Under Fire. I'm Josh Crowley. And I'm Eric Dane for listening.